It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good. What's up, man? Not too much. We've got, we're through five days of training camp, so kind of a few things that have happened that have, that have played out on the field so far, so we'll kind of take you through those tonight. Um, the Titans are off on Tuesday, so uh, they're getting a little bit of a break, breaking, up, breaking it up here at the beginning of training camp. Um, so before we get into all that, we remind you we write for MutinyMiracles.com where we cover the Titans for SB Nation, so you can check out our work there. Uh, plenty of good stuff going up there every single day, so check that out. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry is at T Lambert FB. Podcast account at Locked On Titans. So you can find us at all those places. You can subscribe to the podcast so you get the newest episodes whenever they become available. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Um, check us out there. Uh, and then before we get started tonight, we're going to tell you about our newest sponsor, and that's Vivid Seats. The Hall of Fame game between the Bears and the Ravens takes place on Thursday, and that means the start of the, rec- of the NFL regular season is just around the corner. This season, don't sit around watching the Titans from home when you can be at Nissan Stadium in the crowd cheering in person thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is, uh, is offering Locked On Titans listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use your exclusive promo code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On. New customers only, and the offer is good to the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Titans kick off their home schedule on August 18th against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the preseason, and you can be there for all the excitement. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app, enter promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off of your order. The offseason is over, the NFL is back, and Vivid Vivid Seats wants to help you get in the game. So again, that's VividSeats.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you get 10% off of your first order. Um, All right, so the... Maybe most interesting storyline of uh, Titans training camp to this point has been the Rashard Matthews injury. Uh, turns out today Rashard Matthews is on PUP, has been on PUP since the beginning of training camp, even though it was not reported at the beginning of training camp that he was on PUP. Uh, when, when I went to practice on Saturday and they handed out a roster and has active players and the PUP players, Rashard Matthews was listed with the active players, not with the PUP players, but then apparently the roster they handed out today at camp um, had him with the PUP. So not that any of this really matters at this point, um, you know, because being on preseason PUP, they can, you know, player can come off whenever he's ready. So it's not like the regular season where you have to be on there six weeks and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's just weird. I mean, we've been told, not, we haven't been told what the injury is, we, but we have been told that whatever it is, is minor and he should be back, you know, at any time. But now we're working through, you know, mini camps and the first basically week of training camp, and he's still not on the field. So I, I can't really figure out what to make of all this. I hate playing games with injuries. You know, just tell us what's going on. It's day five of training camp. You know, what are you gaining by not telling the public, the media, the fans what's going on uh, with Rashard Matthews? And I, I get it. There's a competitive advantage. You know, you don't want to tell teams what's going on. But, again, hey, we're a month away from games that matter. Uh, this, uh, I mean, this goes back to the summer. Uh, we, we heard about a Rashard Matthews injury, and we were told it wasn't very serious, and now it's, it's here, and it's still mattering. So, 
Uh, it's clearly a little more serious than they were letting on. Um, you know, they keep saying it, it's not going to be a big deal. I don't think it's anything to panic over. It's just a little frustrating, you know. Uh, and, and once again, we're stuck here talking about a Rashard Matthews injury, uh, and the team really didn't do anything to address the veteran presence in that receiver room. So you're looking at Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, Taewon Taylor leading that receiver room, which is scary to me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, you know, it, like I said, it's strange. And to not have addressed the position any more than they did. And, and John Robinson has a plan with, with pretty much everything else we've seen from him. You see his plan to attack something. And, you know, it may, may, or, not, may or may not work out. But here it's just like they kind of just are continuing to let it roll and just hoping that, you know, something pops up. But, I mean, at this point, I don't know what it's going to be. And, like I said, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, hopefully Rashard will be back in the next couple of weeks, and this won't be anything that we, we have to really worry about. But like you said, um, it's just we're still talking about it at this point, and it seems like it would it's kind of unnecessary. Um, all right, but the receivers that are there, you know, there's a lot of guys that are getting a lot of extra reps uh, with Rashard not being on the field. And, you know, Taewon Taylor's a guy that you keep hearing a lot of buzz about. Um, you know, he's, he's been lining up outside. We talked about a little bit about that last week. Um, but you know, you know, he's a guy that they're, they're really, they're going to count on either way. Even, even if, even if both Richard Matthews and, and Corey Davis are healthy, you still need that third guy. You know, they need Taewon to be that guy. Um, but you know, he's apparently been, you know, getting behind the defense, making some plays down the field. And, you know, look, he's, he's the only guy that really has that take the top off the defense type speed. So good to see him, you know, stepping up and making some of those plays. Yeah, it's interesting that he's worked exclusively on the outside. Uh, I, I haven't been out there, but you know, word is he's taken a hundred percent of the snaps from the outside and hasn't been working out of the slot. Uh, so they're working Corey Davis in the slot and, and some other guys there. So uh, that fact alone is interesting because he, he's, you know, the small guy is kind of pigeonholed as the slot receiver. Uh, that's not the case here. So. Uh, totally new role for for Taewon, and you know I think it's his best role. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that that's smaller, uh, not very strong, probably not going to handle contact too well, but he can get down the field. So that's a guy that you can account for, a guy that you're going to have to rotate a safety over the top for, uh, a guy that you're going to have to pay attention to, uh, and, and honestly. Uh, kind of a, a decoy to me. I, I'm not sure that he can win consistently down the field, uh, you know, through contact and stuff like that. But what he can do is open things up for Delaney Walker, Corey Davis, and Rashard Matthews eventually. So um, that's been one of the one of the main stories for me. Uh, not what I thought I'd be talking about in week two of Titans camp, but yeah, Taylor Taylor playing exclusively on the outside. That is definitely a curveball. Yeah, and it's just, it's, you know, not knowing what to really expect. I mean, we think we can go back and look at, you know, Sean McVay's offense last year with the Rams or, you know, some Shanahan offenses before that, places that Matt LaFleur has been. But there's no guarantee that it's it's going to be exactly like that. You know, we, we think we can, based on what the guys did here, we could take these Titans players and, and put them in these roles. But we really don't know, and we're not going to know until week one. So um, that that's that's kind of fun, but like you said, it's just a different different thing that, that we're talking about than what we thought we'd be talking about. But you know, they, then you've got guys like Deontay Burnett and, and Darius Jennings and Jordan Vizi. I mean, guys that are you know getting a little bit of buzz in camp, but 
I, I mean, that all that's fine, and they'll probably find one of those guys will probably make the team. You got Michael, Michael Campanero who can give you something out of the slot. Um, you know, it's pretty good in the return game as well. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the the more we we talk about those guys, it, it's just you, we're going to get excited. So somebody, one of those guys is going to have a huge preseason game, and everybody's going to get all excited about them, and they're going to be the next whoever. And I just think that you know, at the end of the day, with this team, you're not going to have a receiver outside of the uh, outside of your top three. In you know, Corey Davis, Richard Matthews, Taewon Taylor. I don't think you're gonna have. A, I don't think you're gonna have a guy out of that those three that's gonna make a huge, significant contribution. Maybe Tajay Sharp, but I, I really don't think. I, I think once you get past those three receivers, you've got Delaney, you've got Jonu Smith, you've got the running backs. I, I think the. I think both Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis are gonna be really involved at the backfield. I just don't think there's really room for anybody else. So whoever you know, the back end five and fifth and sixth receivers are on this team. You, you know, people are gonna get excited about them, but I don't think they're gonna make any kind of contribution throughout the year unless one of the top three gets hurt and then i'm not sure that they have the ability to yeah, it seems to happen every year uh you know like you were saying before we started recording recording uh you know trey mcbride michael preston byron ely uh, they, the list goes on and on uh those camp darlings uh that you get excited about they probably aren't going to make the team you know a guy like michael campanaro is going to make it the team over uh, that whoever you fall in love with simply because of special teams and, and his slot work and, you know, his punt return ability. I saw Campanaro was working with the first team punt return unit. So uh, keep that in mind. But yeah, Titans need somebody to emerge uh, from that, that fourth or fifth or even sixth spot. Uh, and I, I'm still convinced like the, the free agent market is nothing right now. I know Des Bryant is out there. I, I think we're in agreement that that's not going to happen. Uh, there's just not a lot else out there. But when these roster cutdowns hit, a lot is going to be out there. So I think that's where you'll see John Robinson make his move if nobody's emerged there. Yeah, you're absolutely going to see some maneuvering uh, from Robinson in those you know couple of days after all that happens just because, like you said, they, they, just, they need some – they need a veteran presence. And surely there's going to be somebody that gets cut that – you know, has been in the league for a little bit and, and can come in and help. So that'll definitely be a thing to keep an eye on. And, and we've been talking about that really since they, you know, didn't didn't really sign a receiver in free agency and then you know, obviously didn't take one uh, in the draft. So we, we've kind of known that this is a, a spot they were going to be looking at. So nothing, nothing really different as far as all that's concerned. All right, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about some of the things that have been going on the defensive side of the ball. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, that's what throw a couple nuggets out on Allen. And I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. 
So probably the biggest story of this camp so far has been the play of Malcolm Butler. And, you know, obviously Titans thought very highly of him, gave him a big deal uh, coming as, as a free agent. And we know the the thing in the Super Bowl, and, and we still don't know why he didn't play, but he didn't play. And, you know, you, you kind of wonder what that does to a guy's psyche. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing that for, for me on Malcolm Butler is, I mean, he's coming in and, and competing. He's in there. He's fired up. He's getting after it every day. And, you know, you, you don't you don't always know how a guy's going to react after he gets a big contract and all that kind of stuff. But he seems to have brought a fire to the defensive side of the ball, to the secondary in particular. And it looks like it's contagious, which is obviously a good thing. He's brought, you know, competition. That that group, that cornerback group is, is, is pretty good now. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Malcolm Butler didn't have an interception today in practice, but today was probably the first day of, you know, the five they've had so far they didn't have a pick. So I'm just really excited to see what that group can do. And it's just awesome to see a guy step in and, and, you know, kind of embrace that role like he has. Yeah, Butler looks like a legitimate superstar. Um, You know, you see all these training camp videos. um, And and even, you know, at at recruiting camps, you'll see seven-on-seven videos of receivers just lighting up corners because they have the advantage there. They can take their time. It's slower developing. That's not the case here. Butler is is running the receivers' routes for him. Uh, you've seen him tear up Corey Davis a couple times, which is uh, not really what you want to see. But at the same time, it's nice to know that you've got a, a potential shutdown corner uh, finally on one side of your defense. Yeah, and that's something that honestly the Titans haven't had in how long. I mean, you know, even even at the height of Cortland Finnegan, I don't know that he was a shutdown corner. He's a really good player. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know that you would really con- you would have considered him a shutdown corner. So it's been I mean maybe all the way back to Samari Roll since they they've had a guy like that, and, and it's just I don't know. It, it's fun. It's fun to see. Um, I, like I said, I was up there on Saturday. Uh, you know, Harold Landry has been working with the one since Brian Arakpo has got a shoulder injury. It doesn't seem to be very serious. Mike Rabel said uh, either today or yesterday that he thinks it'll keep him, it'll keep Arakpo out for about a week. So Landry's been working with the ones uh, since that happened, and I saw him like make a shoulder dip move around Dennis Kelly. It just blew right by him, and you know would have sacked Marcus Mariota if it was you know if he was able to do that. So um, good to see that. Good to see him, you know, stepping in into that role and, and working with the ones. Um, you know, that, that's another position where you're still kind of interested in, in how the depth there is going to play out. You've got, you know, beside behind the top three of Iraq Poe, Landry, and Morgan, Derek Morgan. You don't, you don't really know what they have behind that. Um, you, there's been some some Sharif Finch talk, some Jamel President talk. I mean, guys that are that are in that have done some good things, but I, I think we'll learn a little bit more about those guys when the preseason starts here in, a, here in about a week and a half. Yeah, it's hard not to be uh, over the top excited about Harold Landry because I, I think he brings something to the Titans that uh, Arakpo doesn't bring, that Derek Morgan doesn't bring. He brings some juice. Uh, so, not to say that, that Morgan and Arakpo are finished, but they're more technicians at this point in their career. Uh, Landry has a fastball. And he can turn the corner, he can bend, he can dip. Uh, he, he's got a lot in his repertoire there. Uh, he can throw a lot of things at you. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how quickly they uh, they kind of incorporate him into the defense and how many snaps he plays. Uh, I, I want to see if Brian Arakpo's snaps go down 
Uh, I want to see if everybody can can be a little fresher. So uh, that's why we were all over pass rushing uh, at, at the draft. You know, getting more multiple there, getting more bodies that can get after the quarterback. Uh, that that's a proven thing. You know, that's how the Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl uh, with Von Miller and all those pass rushers. So uh, step in the right direction there for sure this off season. Yeah, another guy that's got a little buzz in camp, Julius Wormsley, uh, the defensive lineman out, out of Tulane. And, again, we've talked about how there's a there's probably a defensive line uh, roster spot to be had. And so then you're just kind of watching the rotation with those guys. But he's a guy that's gotten a little bit of buzz. And, you know, maybe, again, we'll have to watch these guys in the preseason starts because we'll, you know, you, you learn about them in, in camp. But watching them in the first couple of preseason games, these, these backup guys, you, you, you get a good idea of what they can do when, you know, when the bullets are almost live, so to speak. Um, but, I mean, he's a guy right now that's kind of making a, a name for himself and, and could be a hard guy for them to cut. Yeah, defensive line is a, an opportunity spot. You know, really only five guys there, and the fifth being David King. I don't know how much they, they like him, uh, traded for him last year. But there's an opportunity there, and, and there's some uh, there's some names there that we don't know much about, quite frankly. So uh, that's going to be a spot of interest in all of these preseason games for sure. Yeah, and then uh, fi- the final thing that I have, um, well, I, a couple a couple more things. Uh, Rashawn Evans has missed two days, the last two days of practice after leaving practice early on Sunday. Uh, Titans saying that it's heat related, um, but it's just weird for a guy to you know practice on Saturday with you know some kind of like cramping or dehydration or whatever it is, and then not practice the next two days. But we talked, you know, with, going back to Rashard thing, we, they're going to be kind of weird about injuries. So I guess we'll just have to take it at, you know, what it is for right now. And then the last thing tonight, um, you know, Marcus Mariota's thrown interceptions in the early part of training camp, and a lot's been made of that. And and Terry made the point before we came on that, you know, his rookie year he didn't throw any interceptions in camp. And, you know, Pete Prisco said, oh, he's not going to be any good. He's not throwing any interceptions in training camp. He's not taking chances, you know, yada, yada, yada. Now he's throwing too many interceptions in training camp. And I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but just keep in mind, You've got a guy who is – he's in his, what, fourth year, right, at this point in the league. He's playing under his third different uh, offensive scheme, okay, a brand-new scheme, a scheme that we've heard from multiple people, including Dan Orlovsky, who, you know, was in camp with LaFleur and McVay uh, for the Rams last offseason, um, a, a scheme that's very detailed, very hard to learn, takes a while. Um, so we, we try to caution you about this, you know, before it all got started, that the, the offense was going to be behind the defense. It's going to take them a while to get it going. But once they once it clicks, you'll see it kind of take off pretty quickly. Um, so that, that's the point that we're in. And we talked again about, you know, at, at the top, too, with the receivers. You know, you got Richard Matthews, your only veteran receiver, not out there. So now you're working with a bunch of guys that Mariota's really not worked with much. I mean, honestly, probably Taewon Taylor is, is the guy that he's worked with the most at this point. Because he's the only guy that was healthy all year last year. You know, you've got Corey Davis, you've got Tajay Sharp who missed last year. Um, so I mean, I guess they worked together two years ago. Mariota and, and Sharp did, but then you got a bunch of a bunch of new guys. So I, I would just say, I mean, no, it's, it's not it's not fantastic that, he, that he's throwing interceptions. You never want that, but for people to be panicked at this point about it is it, kind of silly in my opinion because. We we talked about all this. We knew it was going to take a while for this. It's a it's a new offense and all that kind of stuff. And just with a, with a guy, a bunch of guys he's unfamiliar with. Now, if we're still having this conversation, you know, around the third preseason game, 
then to me it it raises more of a red flag. But I don't know. I, I'm just not worried about it at all right now. No, I'm not either. I 100% agree with with everything you said. Uh, the totally new offense once again for for Mariota. Uh, this will be his his third offense. He's already learned. So, like you said, there's no continuity there uh, with the receivers. Uh, receivers seem to be really up and down. Uh, you saw <laughs> that one highlight of Malcolm Butler getting all of uh, Corey Davis there, and Davis seemed to to kind of telegraph his route there. So. Uh, a lot of moving parts here, but like you were saying, uh, Dan Orlovsky told us on this podcast, he said it's going to take a minute. He said it, it's going to take you know, a few practices. It's going to be ugly. Uh, don't panic. Stick with him. Uh, he's going to figure it out. So uh, he said the same thing happened to Jared Goff, and then all of a sudden it started clicking. So uh, it, it's all going to come with time. You want the, that continuity. You want Rashard Matthews back. That's why this is this is kind of a big deal. Uh, to get your number two receiver back. So uh, I'm not panicking. I don't think any of you should. But like Jimmy said, if it if it lingers, of, of course, we can have a conversation about it. But I think it's going to take most of the preseason to figure out. And the, the other thing that I would say is keep in mind that the, the defensive backs he's throwing against this year versus right. you know his yeah. rookie year when he wasn't throwing picks. You know, he Parrish Cox and Blee Ray Wilson and, and guys like that. So they were running out there at that point. Um, so, I mean, it's just that it's, it's a better group and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it, it, you know it's something to monitor, sure. But I, I just think that they're at a point now where they're, they're still installing the offense. Everything's still, you know, getting familiar. And once it does, I just I, I think you're going to see I, – I think we're going to see the markets that we saw two years ago instead of the one that we saw last year. And I think there's a lot of different reasons for that and a lot of that stuff we're talking about. So, anything else, Terry, we need to hit tonight before we get out? I saw a guy. All right. I guess that'll do it for tonight. Uh, we thank you for listening. Again, subscribe to the podcast uh, at Locked On Titans. Wherever you get your podcast, you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. And remember, uh, We'll have a ton of stuff going up there every day. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again later this week. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NHL team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.